0: size of the school their fancy uniforms and remember what got you here focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again and most important don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game if you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be i don't care what the scoreboard says at the end of the game in my book we're going to be winners
1: it's another edition of the new hampshire high school hoop show
0: this
1: is a second Live on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and on demand online at nhsportspage.com. When we step on the floor, every second that clock is ticking, we are pedal to the metal. From Londonderry to Lebanon, Nashua to Newport, Summersworth to Salem, and Keene to Kennett. The New Hampshire High School Hoop Show covers all the teams. We run the ball, we pressure the ball, and most importantly... We control the tempo of the game! With Pete Derrier and Dave Haley on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and online at edythsportspage.com.
2: Good morning and welcome to another edition of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, the second uh, show of... The New Hampshire high school basketball season—we do it for you live on the radio from our ESPN New Hampshire studios in Nashua, nine to eleven Saturday mornings after the games on Friday night after a week's worth of games in Division I and Division One and Division Two tipping off. At least uh, some of the teams tipping off last night in D One and D Two. Others will wait until next week. D Three and D Four got underway last week be terrier dave haley with you we got tim glenday running the show as our producer this morning uh, we'll go up until 11 o'clock on a snowy saturday morning must have been a fun drive to nashua from hampton this morning for you
0: now it wasn't bad until i got stuck behind the plow at the very end that kind of threw uh for a little bit of a loop but it wasn't it wasn't too bad i have a, a good car i have a truck so it's pretty good in the in the snow, I'm happy to have Tim here because when I request hair metal from him, he's not going to give me the dog staring like at the at what the are radio you about? face. Is, and that and he's Shawn not going to play gives Def Leppard. He won't play Def
2: Leppard when we ask for hair metal. Yeah, he's
0: going to know what I'm talking about. I like you know, I like a smooth show. Tim's going to promise that. Well, it
2: should be a smooth show today. We got Sam and Natty. This uh, feels
0: like the first basketball show.
2: Yeah. Well, last week at Coaches for a Cause Jamboree, we did the show live at NHTI. And, uh, you know, you had seen a game on Friday night. I had yet to see any games. It just tipped off last Friday night. Everybody's here now. Yeah. Now we've seen, you know, all the games in the Jamboree. Uh, we've seen a week's worth of basketball in D3 and D4, D1 and D2 getting underway as we speak. The holiday tournament's coming up uh, next week, or uh, the week after next, I should say. And we've got a full scoreboard for you. We'll get to that in a moment. We'll have Sam Natty, head coach of the Lisbon Panthers, joining us. He got a slap of reality after the buzzer-beating win last week on the road at Sunapee. They had to play Littleton earlier this week. Uh, that didn't work out too well, but we'll talk to Coach Natty. And we'll get, most importantly, a temperature read from the North Country. Yes. Thank God. I, was... I hope he's got a, like a yardstick so he can go measure the snow.
0: I think as we speak, uh, I, I was worried that we had kind of joked about that so much that you weren't going to do it anymore. I, it would break my heart if you weren't asking people from the North Country what the weather's like. So. No. And he'll have a – he says it's not too good up there.
2: No. Well, it's not it, too good down here. A lot of snow around the area. We're expecting around six inches or so. So if you have to be out on the roads – uh, definitely take it slow, take it easy. I came in from Goffstown. It took me about 45 minutes to get here when it usually takes me about 25. Uh, but if you drive slow and you keep a safe distance, unlike the idiots behind me when I first got onto the highway, right on your butt. You know, I know you're cool and stuff. You got the four-wheel drive SUV. I'm driving a little Honda Civic at about 35 on the highway. But the roads were not good. So please. Keep a safe distance and keep it slow. That's your, uh, your public service announcement for the day. Thank you. Peter. Why don't we get to all the scores right now? Games in all four divisions of boys basketball here in New Hampshire. Here's Dave Haley with the Beals Insurance Scoreboard. The
1: Beals Insurance Scoreboard, brought to you by Beals Insurance Agency, with locations now in Bedford and Londonderry. Visit BealsInsurance.com.
0: Bedford hangs 89 on Concord, and for what it looked like, they could have hung 105 on Concord, right? Mark Elmendorf uh, was in the Crystal Spirit last night at the end?
2: Well, you know what? They played very, very well. Uh, Well, uh, yeah. I, I only saw a little bit of their game in the Jamboree against Kearsarge, and they got beat by Kearsarge, and then Kearsarge goes out and loses their first game to Stevens on Stevens Tuesday. That Stevens is a tough. But game. Bedford looked real good. Yeah. Troy Miservi
0: uh, was Cam's lighting brother, it up. Yes. 29 points for Troy Miservi, Cam's little brother, who uh, Cam Miservi once buried McIsaac Seacoast team with five three pointers. Uh, Bedford with an 89 57 win over Concord, spoiling Dave Chase's debut as Concord head coach of Bedford. Good win for Mark Elmendorf's team. Team, I was at, uh, we were out at that game, by the way. Highlights. On NHSportsPage.com, of John Kesty uh, taping uh, the great Pete Terrier. I mean, I great John he Kesty was and the Pete great Terrier. One. Jesus, I almost mixed it up. So the Snow had me. Portsmouth with a 90 52 win over Central is a lot to a little. Uh, Jen Chick and I were out at this one last night. All the highlights up on NHSportsPage.com. Joey Glenn, 24 points, at least 20. I want to say 25 rebounds. Tw- 24 points. Cody Graham, 22, 5 for 5 from 3. Portsmouth hit 14 threes. I had a couple of D1 coaches saying, um, how good is Portsmouth? Really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, uh, Spaulding with a 60-39 win over Exeter. This one was close early, and then Spaulding uh, really kind of kicked it into gear. Ari Brakefield twenty points for Tim Cronin's team. Cal Conley was sixteen. They held Cody Morris at seven points last night. As the Fuddy McIsaacs go to one and zero in the se- on the season. And that's the first time we said Spalding has won anything since we started the show back in August. Winneconnet with a 68-49 win over Dover last night. Liam Viviano, 23 points. Logan Keane with 19. It was a balanced effort. I think Zach Waterhouse had 15. Good W there, 68-49. I'm going to go see Winneconnet and Memorial with Jen Chick uh, late next week.
2: Should be a great game. That's we- Thursday next week, right? Yeah,
0: that, I think I believe Thursday night. So that should be going. Milford a lot. So he got a little boy. They, they had the running time this one. 74-33. going to struggle this year. They just are. Ryan Vanskevich with 17 points. Reggie set some really good screens. Rebounded. Never spoke back to Coach Murray when he yelled at him. That's what Reggie does. The player.
2: mannequin. Reggie the mannequin for those new to the show. He's a real boy to me.
0: 74-33. Good win there. Uh, John Stark with a 58-43 win over Merrimack Valley. I'm high on John Stark. Cooper Gorski, 18. Drew McCrory, 14 points, 16 rebounds. Did you see my preview where his head coach, Mike Smith, said he gave may get a thousand rebounds yeah. in his career. Yeah, well, 16 more last night. Yikes. Tally them up. That's impressive. And also impressive, Bishop Brady, 72 47 over Pembroke. Pembroke's young. Uh, Bryce Johnson with 22 points. Cole Etten's team with a big win over there. Kingswood, where they come from behind, win. Kingswood 1 0. Stop the presses. 84 76 win over Conval last night. Uh, we love him in Conval, but don't get mad at me when I don't have you in the preview and then lose that Kingswood on opening night. Come on. So 84 76. Kingswood, hey, they got uh, Pat Myers had a big game. He had 22 points for Kingswood. So good W there. They're 1 0 on season. A little bit of surprise here. Goffstown 54 38 over West. 10 different Grizzlies scored.
2: Yeah, and not enough Blue Knights scored. No, that's surprising. That's to me. a problem. But
0: good job by Goffstown. I remember talking to Timmy Goodridge, um, uh, who his former assistant, Mike Asper, is the head coach of Goffstown. He scrimmaged them. He said, I'll tell you, Goffstown looks good. He said, you know, Tim's like, I don't know anything about D2, but I'm telling you, Goffstown looks pretty good. So good, I was, W. I
2: was over in the Y in Goffstown, the outlet center Y, I do a little open gym with my L- son. A little jogging, a little running? I wasn't doing much. I was maybe shooting some and playing a little one-on-one against my son, who's eight, uh, who beat me, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but a bunch of the Remember Goffstown players were in the gym. Sam Heidenreich, uh, yeah. Ethan Skinner, they were over there. And I was scouting them. From the other end of the court.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, they're going to be all right. That's a good win there. Lebanon with a 55-39 win over Kennett last night. Ryan Milliken, 25 points for a Lebanon. Kind of lethargic kind of win. They kind of rolled around and, and, and pulled it on late. The news out of Lebanon is uh, KJ Maddie is out four to eight weeks with a, uh, a broken bone I knew in it. his foot. I knew it. Yeah. I, you said it happened in the, the way it happened.
2: It wasn't his ankle. Yeah, um, it's like uh, his arch or something like that. I, text, I don't, yeah. Is it the injury that... Uh, Edelman had and Des Bryant like a Liz mm. Frank or something. I don't know. Four
0: to eight weeks usually means six to eight weeks. You know those. You know he ha- he's already had a week. But I was texting with his father, so we're not happy about that. He's our preseason Player of the Year in Division Two, but you know hopefully he's back in February and you know for the title run. So so that changes things. We'll talk about it. that changes thing in Division Two. Uh, moving on, and Owls are one and zero. Brick them up. 50-45 win over Oyster River. Drew Simmering, ten points, ten assists, ten rebounds, triple double. I don't trust him over at Timberland. They may have thrown an extra assist at him just to give do it this. to him. I don't know if I trust those people. Give it to that. him. Jeff Bauman is above reproach, but I don't know if the scorekeeper might have thrown an extra assist in there just so he can make it on the show today. But I'm going to give it to him, Drew Simmering. Triple double last night. Windham 58 50 over Plymouth. Plymouth's miss- missing a couple guys. Jags outscored Plymouth 8 to nothing in the last three minutes of the game to win. And my buddy Sully can't be happy about that. Plymouth's going to be good this year. I picked him 10. A
2: little surprise. A little surprise. We'll talk mm. about the previews. I think those are two middle-of-the-road teams. I
0: made a couple of phone calls for the previews. Bo with a 54-45 win over Hanover. Ryan Andrews hit 5-3, scored 23 points for Bo. Benny Gantras, 6-3s for Hanover. He finished with 21. Bo 1-0 on the season. And Hollis-Brookline, my preseason number 2. 70-49 win over Jennifer Chick. Roots, co-Brown Bears. Scott Bernard had Spinard had 20 points for Cole Brown. And Mike Susi needs a semi for Brookline. I think Nick Fothergill had a big game. Somebody I thought he saw that. Uh, in Division Three, Summersworth with a 51-48 win over Prospect Mountain. Oh, by the way, Summersworth 3-0, by the way.
2: Yeah. You know and better than you thought. Yeah, better than I thought.
0: Uh Winnesquam is 3-0 as well. Winnesquam with a 75-67 win over White Mountains. Two of those wins were over Newfoundland, White Mountains. I would be remiss if I did not mention that, but that's still A good 3-0 start for that Winnisquam team. Thomas Marchese, 28 points. Is this kid angry? What's he doing? Why is he angry at everybody? Maybe he's up this game. Jesus, 28 points. Logan Morrison, 22 points. I miss calling him Marchese, though. That was a good time. We had some good times together, me and Thomas Marchese, but Marchese it is. Belmont, you know what? We We have another scoreboard in the next hour. I may change it back. I'll think about it. Belmont with a 51-48 win over Berlin. I can't figure out what's going on in Berlin. They can't score. Doug Price, 17 points. Trevor Hunt, 14 points. 11 rebounds. Oh, Pete, you loved this one. Mm -hmm. Campbell, 63. I've just seen this for the first time. 63-56 over Conant Harris and Ogre Vedrani with 13 points. Campbell beat Conant, huh? Yeah, more...
2: Six Importantly, Conan's one and two. Yes. They wow. won their first game. To and then they lost to Messenic and, and Campbell. They've had a, a tough schedule out of the game.
0: Eric Saucier had like a PowerPoint presentation and tried to convince me they were going 99 you know what? this season.
2: They're they're gonna be okay. But they're
0: gonna be just they're fine. not
2: gonna be 15 and three, but I think that they'll be a top eight team.
0: Messenic with a 75-35 win over Hillsborough Deering, or as we like to call it a lot to a little. Trey Shaw, 21 points. Damon Gibson 15 points. Brett Staffeneker. 14 points. Did you see the little Stauffenecker over there? There's another one. Yeah, he bombs it from like, he's in fifth grade. I was talking to Dutch. Who I played in three and 3 tournament with, by the way. And Great I, Dutch Stauffenecker. I
2: forgot the fifth grader's name, but he's good, too. Uh,
0: we'll know him soon enough. Yeah. And,
2: and I'll tell you what. Sam Stauffenecker, the other freshman. They got Trey Shaw, who led the team for the second time in three games in scoring. 21. He had 20 in that game against Raymond last week. He's a freshman, too. But Sam Stauffenecker reminds me a little bit of his brother, Jared. Who was kind of demonstrative and very emotional and passionate and like would work the crowd and, you know, the fist pumps and all that. Brett Stauffenecker is not like that. He's part Brett was of reserved, all business. He was
0: all business, Brett was.
2: But uh, Sam Stauffenecker, he's a showman. <laughs> I love it. Hopkinton with a
0: 72 36 win over St. Thomas. Uh, that Grinnell uh, attack that Grinnell College are doing in St. Thomas, it, it kind of bit him last night. Uh, Hopkinton's 3 0, 72 36. Uh, Interlakes is 3-0, 77-47 win. Uh, Mike Rathgeber's team, uh, Ryan Kelly, 20 points. You know these kids, don't you? Mm-hmm. Zach Swanson, 16 points. Uh, big W there. Kirisaz with a 70-25 win over Newport. Uh, Cougars led 24-0 to start the game. They were very angry after their opening night loss to Stevens. Taylor Matos, 19 points. You see, Matos had 35 in their opener when they lost. Taylor Matos, 19 points. 17 rebounds and 5 blocks. Tommy Johnson, 16 points. Uh, Manadnock with a 53-49 win over Mascoma. Uh, Alex Schwartz came into that game
2: averaging 27 points a game. I got chewed out by a dude at Messenic the other night. I was entered the gym. Some guy jumped all over me thinking I was you. That and me. ripping me that I didn't give Manadnock and Joe Minson enough love in my preview. I named him. I said, first of all... <laughs> I'm You're Switzerland. You don't want anyone That's not to get along.
0: I'm the one who pisses people Dave off. Dave
2: writes those. Yeah. Second of all, I think we mentioned Joe Minson.
0: Uh, I mentioned Joe Minson playing time. I, think I you gave him, him like an uh, honorable mention. We, yeah, I gave him honorable mention. And look, we've been here for nine years. We didn't just roll up and, and and park the car in the corner and start selling stuff. We've been here for nine years. If you listen to our show or you w- uh, read our website. Call us up or send us an email. I can't chase down every team in the state. I don't know who the Mananoc coach is. Call me today. Introduce yourself. I'll shake your hand. I'll talk about Joe Minson. You can't come to us and say, I talked to 68 coaches.
2: It's not Linwood Patnode. He stepped down as the Mananoc football coach. He did? Yeah. You can't hit me with news like
0: that in the middle of a scoreboard. I got to tell the Franklin score. There's
2: some rumblings that he might go coach Keene.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. I like Linwood Patnode a lot. Sorry, I'm back. Franklin with a 59-54 win over Fall Mountain, 101 on the season. Franklin, Jaden Torres, 27 points. And my Guilford Golden Eagles hung in there, 58-50. We lost at Stevens last night, Clever. Not a bad result though. Noah Spalding, 20 points for Sp- uh, for Stevens. That kid's an all-state point guard. He's pretty good. Finally, Division Four, as McGuire calls me the John the Baptist of Division Four. Pittsfield with a 65-38 win over Mount Royal. Mount Royal came in this game 2-0. and Who saw that coming? By the way, Keith Matty told me Mount Royal has a kid who, and I quote, could start for us. Le- me in Lebanon. Normandin? I have no wa- It's got to be
2: either Alex you know or somebody f- Normandin. From, from no- Mount Royal? Yes.
0: No, no, he didn't play the first game. Oh. He didn't play the first game. Well, one
2: of the Normandins had a big night last night. Throwing love at Mount Royal. Yeah.
0: Josh Whittier, 19 points 14 rebounds Cam Dara 18 points and probably didn't play a lot 10 assists for Cam Dara Game is played at NHTI. Cam Darrow, the leading scorer in Division IV. And you can go see his very handsome picture at the top of the Division IV scoring leaders because all the guys who are members whose parents registered get their picture next to them. Very cool. Looking good, Cam Darrow, my boy. Uh, New market, a lot, a real lot. Concord Christian, not n- n- not, 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 much at all. 79-13. to 13, Anthony ball with 25 points. It could have 50. He
2: could be a player of the is year. Is anyone listening 54. from Chris Concord
0: Christian? I don't think so. I, cause I drove I by it the other
2: day. I, I drove by Concord Christian the other day. A
0: little birdie told me a veteran coach in Division 4, a very, very veteran coach, way, way up north, said that Concord Christian is...
2: Well, they scored 13 points Maybe last night.
0: not to the level of teams of the last... Thirty years. So they, I don't know who even you know who plays basketball over Concord Christian, but seventy nine thirteen. That's a tough result. Newmark's good, by the way. They're three uh, and zero. Dairyfield fifty nine to seventeen over Sunapee. Sam Anderson with seventeen points and fifteen rebounds. PCA gets their first win of the year, 64-26 over Newt. Drew McCormick fourteen points. Epping fifty six to thirty over Wilton. They triple team Trey Carrier, and I mean like literally three dudes just you? following him around. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Jackson Rivers had a huge game. He had eighteen points, five blocks, twelve rebounds. They're gonna have to figure it out at Wilton, or they're not gonna do anything. Oh gonna... in three. Yeah.
2: You had him as Leo Gorskorn will figure it
0: out. Smart guy. He's their new head coach. I mean, you had him in the top, what, ten? I five? had him number
2: two. You had him number two? Well,
0: I thought they had other shooters around him, but apparently They've had a tough, tough schedule to start. They have. I mean
2: that game against Derryfield. Well, the Leo other night will was figure it out
0: Leo will figure it out. He's gonna do a good job. What happened there, in but...
2: that game against Derryfield earlier this week?
0: He scored 36, I think. And, and Sam Anderson had 38. It's basically like they just.
2: Mono a mano. Yeah, it was like mono a mano
0: where Fonzie was against Mork for Mork. You know what I mean? And Happy Days. They basically just cleared the floor and went at it one on one. Linwood with a. No? Happy Days record? I remember total. that. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you. Linwood 52 50 over Gorn. My man, Lance LeGear, 21 points. For Gorm and a losing card, Bryson Raymond, 15. Lance is one of my favorite kids out there.
2: Is he the one that always sends you the information? Yes. Love that kid. Thanks, well, Lance. I told him I was giving him a shout-out, too. Appreciate it.
0: And finally, in uh, with a 71-32 win over profile Corey Gadwa, my boy, with 21 points. I'm only laughing because as we went on air, Pete looked at me. You can tell we're into it when Pete says something like this. Pete, with a very concerned look on his face, says, I don't have the Canaan-Pittsburgh-Moulton score. I looked at him. Only on this
2: show would we be concerned about that. I Googled like that. the crap out of that score. So if you can get your <laughs> boy Matt Swedberg maybe to Google the tell us if they it. even played that game last night. Matt
0: Swedberg was in HCI last week. Didn't talk to him,
2: but right. it's not helping us as far as figuring out and if that's that game was actually scoreboard. My
0: scoreboard, uh, Tim, lasts about twenty-five minutes. If yeah, picked up on. But that.
2: just imagine when all of D one starts playing on Friday. Just nights. imagine when Guilford wins. That's three minutes on its own. I know. Well, good job by you. Uh, we'll do the scoreboard again at the top of the hour, uh, ten o'clock, just after the top of the hour. We'll take a timeout now. We'll talk about the games that we were at. Dave was at that Central Portsmouth game last night. Talked uh, to Doc Wheeler for twenty minutes. Yeah, I I, I watched and the Tommy video. Dixon. Yeah, they were both at the game, that's cool, so we'll talk about that at length.
0: All sarcastic.
2: How good is Portsmouth? I think the answer is, they're very good. And I think Bedford is going to surprise some teams. They got a brand new squad. I mean, the only kid uh who was playing last year, meaningful minutes for them, is Liam Green. He's one of the captains of the team, or the captain of the team, and they look really good. They scored 89. They could have scored 100 if they wanted to last night, but they beat Concord. We'll talk about that game. I was at that game. We have video highlights on com of both of those games. We'll go around the state of New Hampshire. we got Sam Natty. He's going to check in at 930 Give us a temperature check uh, from uh, the North Country, a little bit of a snow report, and then uh, we'll go around the state. We'll talk about some games, some interesting games that happened last night, earlier this week. We'll talk a little bit about the Coaches for a Cause Jamboree last weekend, and then, of course, we'll start previewing the games that lie ahead. It is the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Pete Terrier, Dave Haley, quick timeout, back with more next on ESPN New Hampshire and NHsportspage.com. Back here on the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, your Saturday morning. The Saturday morning before Christmas. I mean, it's a weird it situation like here with Christmas being on a Sunday. Christmas Eve is next Saturday. We actually will be here live in studio both Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve doing a show. And he, Did I agree to that. Yeah, you're the one that said, it. I want to do it. I yeah. was like, hey, you want to take those two Saturdays off? And you were like, no, I want to do a show. Tim volunteered to come in and work with us. I uh, hope you're not changing your mind. No, that's fine. I don't
0: have Allison, so that's fine.
2: All right, so we'll have some fun. I have to
0: put together a Barbie uh, smart house. Apparently, she's going to talk to it, and doors are going to open, and ovens going to turn on and everything. So that's going to be a lot of fun for me. Yeah, that, that should be fun. If you hear a single gunshot, you know it didn't go that well.
2: <laughs> what didn't go last night well last night was uh, Central... Against Portsmouth, it went well for Portsmouth. Portsmouth wins the game, ninety to fifty-two. They welcome themselves into Division One. They kind of come into the party. <laughs> they trash the place. See Jen's
0: tweet. No, it was like the Obama. It was somebody pretending to be Obama, just kicking a door down. Yeah, just coming right in. Yeah, um, they do such a good job of not allowing you into the paint. If you remember the, the Division Two Championship game against Lebanon, they just weren't going to allow KJ Maddie and Milliken to get in the paint, and they were basically going to say you are going to beat us with eighteen and twenty footers. And that's what they did last night with Central. And what happens is teams get frustrated and then they just, and, and this is by design, they just start shooting threes. So Central's very young. You know, Dave was uh, Dave Keefe was throwing everything at the wall last night because he knew they weren't going to win. he was like, I want to just give us like seven different looks and see, you know, the personnel and the, and the different looks.
2: How was his demeanor? He got technical.
0: In his first game back against <laughs> yeah, a team. For,
2: <laughs> for leaving the, the the coach's box? It was pure. No, 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 no. Oh, I forgot about that. He's
0: the kick of that. But he, um, no, this was a, I'm going to show my team that I've got their back technical. He wanted a technical. He earned it. Um, he thought there was a legal screen. Joey Glenn laid out a kid. It was a completely legal screen. It was just, it, it was gravity. Joey's a lot bigger than the kid that ran into him. But Dave, you know, really got pointed with the official and, uh, was yelling a ha- across half-court at him, and, and I think as a new coach, I, Dave is a really, really smart guy, and I think he was saying, I, these guys need to know I got their back, and that's exactly what it was. So we got a tee, and then he was joking around with the official after that. But, you know, Central got overwhelmed early. Central's going to have trouble uh, early in the season until they figure this thing out. They're very small. Like, really small.
2: Antoine but, Revere.
0: He's really short. I like him. He's good. Yeah, he's like five five. He's nineteen. He had 19 points last night. He's a junior. I thought he was younger than that, but... He's good. He's solid. Um, they, You know, Isaiah Lewis didn't play that much. I know that he was dealing with some stuff off the court, um, some family stuff, this week. And... Um but he was back, and he's you know he he's got the look of it he's only a sophomore, but he's a big physical kid he's got those big feet I'm waiting for that kid to be like six six overnight. I'm sure sure Dave is too, but no funny going there and seeing Rich Otis coaching the j v team and Kevin Bonney, the man you know as the assistant coach, and then, like I said, I got there, Jen and I set up, and who's sitting over you know two rows away with Doc Wheeler and Tommy Dixon, so I went over sat with them for like twenty minutes. I'm a little and,
2: surprised that he went last night, yeah, no, he's there
0: <laughs> i said I said to him i said uh." We gotta catch up. We gotta get together soon. He's like, "Oh yeah." He goes, "I I, I, I got my a little schedule because my schedule is cleared up." I go Tuesday nights or Friday nights. Open wide up. He goes, "He goes wide open, buddy." So, um, no, I think you wanted to see them. Evan McDonald was texting me last night after the game saying, "Oh boy, what happened?" But um, no, I, I think um, Portsmouth does such a good job against pressure that I think when they play Memorial, cause M- Memorial has that run and jump defense that they're gonna run at you full court and try to get you into a ninety five, eighty eight kind of game. Portsmouth is just a dangerous team. They have so many shooters. They have Glenn who can finish down low and Cody Graham who can get into the lane just about any time. And when Cody's shooting like that, I mean who do you who do you lay off of? It's yeah. just it's too good. Yeah. Glenn had like easily twenty, twenty five rebounds. Easy.
2: And he, you know, and it's like you got a dominating big man. And then you got good perimeter players. Very good point guard and Pete. Pete. We, we were talking off air about Mike Samborn, who was all of a sudden a, a knockdown shooter. AJ McManus can fill it up. Yeah, he the Tavares kid who looks so good in the jamboree. I, you know, I didn't see many highlights from him last night. He didn't do, night. he only
0: had one point last night, but the thing with Tavares is he gets himself in the middle of everything. And, 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 and oftentimes with basketball, it's not about the rebound you get, it's about the ball you keep alive. So there were times where he battled for a ball, and maybe it gets tipped up in the air and Joey Glenn grabs it, puts it in. So a kid like that who's active is so big, but they're eight, nine. Uh, Jamal, uh, Shaheed, the freshman played yeah. pretty well. Yeah. So they've got, um, you know, Jim has told me, you know, it's this year and next year, and then he's handed it off to his son, John. Really? So, you know, I think they're going to make a good two-year run here, and uh, we'll see what happens. But they're they're super talented and obviously very well coached. But, but more on Central, I think Dave will get that thing going, and... Um, I think by, you know, February, Central will start figuring it out. But I was, I was surprised how small they are. I yeah. mean, they are re- And they told me that, but they I They were just, small last year. Yeah, no, 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 like real small. Yeah. Like, they don't have a kid who's six feet tall in the starting lineup. Yeah. And that's like a D4 thing, that's not a, a D1 thing. That's a big problem.
2: All right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go to the phones right now. Head up to the North Country. Taking the Gypsy Road up to Landhoff, New Hampshire. The Great North Woods. Good God!
3: Let's just listen
2: to this for a minute. Yeah, let <laughs> it roll,
0: oh, baby. Oh, what, what's this tear doing on my cheek? Where'd this come from? A little uh, intro music. bad radio if we just listen to this for the next three
2: and a half
3: minutes, Not to this? me, my friend, yeah, not it, to me. It
2: would be bad radio for talk radio. The voice you hear, Sam Natty, head coach of the Lisbon Panthers, who for a time last Friday night, a week ago... We're the number one team in the state of New they Hampshire. Were. They
0: were for about a solid 80 minutes.
3: Yeah, we uh, we started up. we had the first win of the season in New Hampshire, and not so much anymore.
0: Sa-
2: sadly, they kept playing games after. But in an <laughs> s- exciting fashion, you guys won it at the buzzer at Sunapee, so congratulations. Yeah, it was,
0: uh, it was an
3: interesting way to start the year, to say the least.
2: Well, first things first, you know that when we go to the North Country, in the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, the most important thing is the temperature gauge outside your house. Well, I have a full report for you, Pete. What do you got?
3: Last night, we have gone from 10 below last night, around 5 o'clock, Jesus. to we're up to 19 degrees in Landaff. Wow. Right Heavy snow, wind is blowing fairly hard, which is supposed to happen until about 2 o'clock. Day, so it's going to be warm, uh, where things are going to get dicey over the next 24 hours. It's supposed to get up to around 40 degrees tomorrow with some rain. So it's balmy. we'll see what happens. That's yeah. so there's your North
2: Country forecast. It's almost baseball season. Yeah, yeah, it kind of feels like it. You may want to call
0: Sam just during the winter with random guests, like random weekends when it snows. That's and right. i told you, I've been to Sam's house many times. It's like Batman's cave. You can get there and you don't remember how you get there. It's like somebody formed you or something
3: And we like that. will try and keep it that way. Yeah, <laughs> no.
2: So, Sam, let's talk a, a little bit about the, the start of the season. And we talked about the uh, buzzer beater. Uh, that was on the road, too, in Sunapee, wasn't it, in week one?
3: Yeah. We uh we went down, we opened up down there. Um yeah, we threw a sixty five foot pass. You know, kind of a busted play, but it worked out for us. We made a layup at the buzzer so it was a nice start and then ran into Littleton the other night and it didn't have that result.
0: So I know you're. Uh, I know you're. You're on the couch this weekend, recovering uh, from an undisclosed injury. Um, what, what did you see? Have you seen the the Portsmouth highlights yet on the on the site or any, I anything? I have
3: watched the highlights, and I am looking forward to getting the game tape because I have been instructed not to do anything for the entire day today. So it'll be nice to pull up your website, watch a couple of tapes, and especially excited to see Portsmouth because uh, I think everybody knew they were going to be good, but it's a pretty good statement moving into Division One. You know, in Central's not the Central that they've always been, but it's still pretty, pretty good win on opening night.
0: No, so that, that's an interesting point, and I, I want to do that early on is ask you because uh, you're good enough to do the gold level membership every, that um, a lot of parents and and the and the coaches do, where you're able to get for for hundred dollars for the entire year, and that's it's how we survive. But you get every single full game video, so you'll have Bedford Concord and Portsmouth Central full game that you can watch it. Uh, unfortunately for that Central Portsmouth game in the third quarter, I started getting a little chippy, and, you know, things started to go off the rails a little bit. I was wandering and talking about all sorts of things that came into my head. But last year, like, it's been a lot easier for you this year, right? Last year we had to send, like, yeah, emails. Was,
3: yeah, uh, I mean, we still got everything. Everything got there. But it, sometimes with a you got to use emails and then download stuff. And use it. this year, it's beautiful. You just click on your website. The games are there. So it's... You know, I think once you log in, it's two clicks, and you know, I've, I mean, I've done it since you started doing it. But I think anybody that doesn't do it, it's crazy, especially coaches, because you're going to get, you know, up for, close to a hundred games, if not more, and they're all the games you'd go, you'd want to go see. You know, with. With two kids on if I told Nicole that I was going to drive down to Portsmouth last night to watch Portsmouth Central, I'd probably get divorced. But now I have a chance to watch it from my couch today, and that's all the games like you. You look at everybody's schedule, and those are the ones you circle. So if I can watch a game from my couch. That's just as good as driving
0: somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of... I had one coach tell me he stole... uh, I think it was Nick Fassett over at uh, Epping. He said, yeah, I stole one of Doc Wheelers out-of-bounds plays. You know what I mean? At Central, by watching the film and stuff like that. So, you know, as as coaches, I go to a lot of these clinics, and I'm um, I'm friends with all these guys, and it's like, you know, you can really, to see, you know, the way Nate Stanton runs that kind of North Carolina fast break, or um, the way, you know, Memorial comes out and and pressers and traps you and stuff like that. Yeah, it's... Yeah, you know,
3: and, and I watch... I'm more for the, you know, I like to you know, keep up on what's going on around the state. You know, know who's doing, you know, like the who's doing what, but, you know, it's just entertaining, you know, it's to get a division one or division two fix for a couple nights a week is, you know, is nice to watch. So I don't know why anybody wouldn't do it. It's a no brainer to me. yeah
2: Let's talk about your division D four. Let's talk about that Littleton team, the defending champs from last year went unbeaten, ran the table and then they're off to a good start so far this year, 3-0. and uh, You welcomed them in, and they kind of did what Portsmouth did uh, last night with Manchester Central, except uh, it was in Portsmouth. Uh, this happened to you in your home floor, eighty three twenty four. Uh Is this Littleton team as good as last year's, or are they different? What's the, no, what's the comparison? I, th- I think
3: a lot of you know our score was you know Littleton's the defending champs. They're as good as anybody in our division. I have seven of my 11 players who are playing the second high school game of their lives. So you know we ran into a buzzsaw you know and i think with my guys we'll get better as the year goes on just with game experience you know i've i've got two three starters that either didn't play last year or didn't play a lot so you know we're i got two eighth graders in my rotation so that that had a lot to do with it um, i don't think that this littleton team will be as good as the one last year, only because last year's, I mean, they went undefeated. You know, they didn't lose in the team. Christmas tournament, yeah. the playoffs, they were extremely good. Um, this Littleton team is definitely talented enough to win another title. Um, just the, I think the difference is they don't quite have the depth that they had last year, you know, which in Division Four they can go seven solid on the bench, which is more than enough. But last year, it was probably closer to nine, maybe 10 guys sometimes.
0: What did you think of last night? The fact that Trey Carrier got triple teamed. Wilton's zero three on the season. You know they need they need somebody to be able to knock down shots to keep defenses honest. But what what did you think about that when you saw that score?
3: I was well, I was surprised I mean, when you told it to me. I was a little surprised, but you know the thing with Division Four this year, and I love Division Four. I played in it, coached in it for a while. I, I've always said that. If you get a big Division Four game, the atmosphere is as good as anywhere in oh, the absolutely. state in any division. But the problem with all of these teams, including our good teams, is you don't have a lot of good players on each team. You might have two or three kids that can play. You know, our good teams have one or two kids that are okay, and then some guys that are going to struggle. And you can see that. You know, that's the perfect example. You know, Epping made a nice job. They triple team carrier all over the court. No matter how good you are, if you have three guys draped on you, you can't do anything. And you can get away with doing stuff like that in our division just because there's not the depth of talent on each team.
2: Sam Natty from Lisbon is our guest. Uh, Sam, I was hoping that you could maybe uh, help put things in perspective, your particular situation at Lisbon in terms of what you have to work with really in terms of how many kids in school, how many boys, how many kids come out for your team. <laughs> you you were telling me you just said you had two eighth graders in your rotation. Yeah. So well
3: one with you know division four has changed over the last four or five years. You know, I graduated high school in two thousand one and there are eight class M teams that have come down. So you know, it'll make people in Manchester laugh, but two hundred and fifty kids is a big school in our division. Mm we've got like 112 or 113 so it's you know it's the reality of what we work with i've got 11 guys this year um and you know and i'm excited about it because for the last two or three years you basically start over every year and you're wondering who's going to play you know we're only going to graduate two guys this year so we'll actually have guys coming back next year but that's the problem with a lot of these smaller schools is i you know i had to bring up two eighth graders that so i could have 10 guys at practice and you know we're gonna take our lumps, you know we somehow we ended up with the hardest schedule in Division four, so there's gonna be you know a handful of nights where it's not pretty, but we'll be competitive with a lot of the teams you know there's a pretty good split around the eight or nine mark in the standings where the top seven or eight teams will be pretty good, and then after that you know it's a notch below, so you know we'll win some games and we'll be okay, but it's just part of the reality of coaching in a small school is you gotta you've gotta get creative and you know that you're going to have some tough nights.
0: What do you think's the most interesting uh to you of the four divisions?
3: I think I think division 1's going to be the most interesting because from a standpoint that you could make a case that there are eight teams that could win a title. You know, I think Portsmouth the heavy favorite, but you could throw five or six other names out there that it wouldn't be shocking um and I think another, you know, Division 4 is the other one that's interesting to me because, you know, for the same reason, there's a, there's really no difference between 1 through 7, and I think in both Divisions, the quarterfinals are going to be great, but if I had to pick one, I'd go with Division 1, just, you know, the Portsmouth storyline is going to be interesting. You know, I don't think it's going to come down to how they're going to handle getting beat a couple times, because they will somewhere because the division's so deep, but it'll be how do they handle you know, winning three straight by eight points over 500 teams that are pretty good. Sam, you know, and that's going to be see how they handle that.
2: Can you talk a little bit about those North Country rivalries? I know Dave every year goes up to Grofton, Colbrook. I, I know Littleton and, and Woodsville have a good rivalry. I mean, all, a lot of those top-tier North Country teams have great rivalries against other top-tier North Country
3: Yeah, teams. I think, for my money... The best rivalry I've ever seen was Groft and Colebrook about 15 years ago when both of them were the top of the division. Um, you know, When I was in high school, we used to go up and watch. I was buddies with some of the guys on the Colebrook team, so we'd go up and watch games, and the girls' game would start at 1 o'clock, and if you weren't sitting in the gym by 11.30, then you couldn't get a seat. Um, a lot of the rivalries have changed up here now because 5, 10, whatever it was years ago, they were big rivaling because they mattered on a statewide scale. You know, Littleton and Lisbon used to have a great rivalry. Littleton profile used to be a big rivalry. Um, they aren't now because Littleton just mops the floor with us. Um, Woodsville-Littleton's turned back into a good rivalry. So the rivalries shift a little bit based on, you know, who's good because you have such wild ups and downs because of the size of the schools that, you know, the it's still a rivalry game, but it's not really a competitive game. So, You still have Grove and Colebrook. That's a big one. But, you know, it comes and goes from year to year.
0: It's interesting. The thing about D4 is, you know, I I think I've talked about it enough, but if people don't realize it, these kids play soccer against each other, baseball against each other, and basketball against each other. So they play each other. And maybe one means more than the other. And oftentimes I'm sure it does. But, like, these kids play each other all year round. We're in basketball. Maybe you're going to get a D1 guy who plays two sports, you know, but really. In Division Four, they have to. You know, Buddy was on the show a couple years ago, Buddy Trask, and said a lot of these kids have to play sports. They have to. Like they're told. Like, look, we don't have enough kids on the baseball team. I'm still amazed sometimes that all these small schools can have a baseball team. Yeah, well, mean, enough kids.
3: That's you know, I was you know, I follow on Twitter all these other teams and coaches and things are talking about going to fall leagues and workouts and things like that. 100 percent of my players were playing soccer until you know the end of October. And that's the same as with with every school. Most of the teams up here will have, you know, 10, 11 kids on a varsity baseball team. You know, we'll have middle schoolers playing varsity baseball this year. um, And we won't be the only team up here. So, you know, the population has a major impact on what happens athletically.
2: Sam, what do you guys got planned uh, for the holidays? You guys playing in a tournament, I assume?
3: Yeah, we go up to uh, Gorham. Gorham, Pittsburgh, Profile. Just a you know little two day tournament, so um, it's right after Christmas, so it's a nice break. Gets guys out of the gym, um, you know, go play some games. It's always a chance to work on things, get you know guys some minutes, um, and it breaks up the monotony because the way Christmas falls this year, you know, it, that's a lot of practices without games. So you know, it's fun to go up there, and I think everybody has a good time with it.
2: You guys got a couple games next week. You got profile, and then you got to play at Woodsville. So before the break, got a little bit of action. Any clue who won that Moultonboro, Kane, and Pittsburgh? He game needs to know. Did it didn't even get no played? I have no idea.
3: I'm going to. Do you mind
2: driving to Pittsburgh to find out? I'm going to say Moultonboro won. That's yeah, my I guess. would
3: say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would. I would go with that. I think Moultonboro is going to be all right. Pittsburgh's a little down right now. Um, but that would be my guess. But I don't know. Was the game in Moultonboro or in Pittsburgh?
2: Uh, I believe it was in Pittsburgh. It's a long oh, drive. Moulbro may
3: <laughs> still be up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. the I mean, score they, is
2: not reported. It's you know it's interesting. Wait for Swenberg to get back to the gym. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that is, what's that movie where the uh, the South American soccer team crashed in the Andes? Like we could oh, yeah. be alive, alive. <laughs> <yeah, laughs> we got a, a live two going on. There's there some right point now. guard
0: eating eating a power forward or something like that. Yeah,
3: I mean you you. If we've got four or five inches That's of snow, they may have four feet up in Pittsburgh, so the bus might be right in the middle of Route 3 and not be able to go anywhere. Just
0: a shame.
2: Sam, thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, when are you going to be making it down to, to our neck of the woods?
3: Uh, you, you give me a an night, Pete, and I'll come down. All right. I, my, my dream is to be your color man for one night.
2: Ooh, so we'll pick you a nice D1 game? Yeah,
3: you, you give me a game, and you just set me up, and I can hit home runs all night long.
2: Sam goes to these D1 games and he is just, like, mesmerized. He's like, man, the talent, the depth, the size. Well, I think well, he's watching kind of paper. Nice yeah. to
3: watch five kids that are over 5'7 play basketball.
2: <laughs> we don't take it for granted, I promise. <laughs> Sam, thanks so much. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, and uh, we'll we'll find a nice date for you to come do some color commentary. Yeah, you let me
3: know. All right, Sam All right, thanks, guys.
2: from Lisbon. Uh, Merry Christmas, buddy. Is he gone? Yep. All right. See you later, Sam. We'll jump. take a quick timeout, and uh, we'll come back uh, with more of the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, ESPN, New Hampshire, and HsportsPage.com.
1: 1250 well, ESPN, New Hampshire, Manchester's home for high school sports.
2: Wrapping up the first hour of the show, the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show, each and every Saturday morning during the season, live on the radio, ESPN, New Hampshire. 9 to 11. And, of course, we uh, post it on nhsportspage.com via SoundCloud. And you can listen to it on demand. Last week... Our inaugural show, our first show of the season, we had about 400 on-demand listens, and that doesn't oh, even did? count how many people listening live on the radio or listening live that was on a the long stream. Long day, yeah, it was a, a long day fun. at NHTI. Coaches for a cause, six games, a two-hour radio show. We did two more hours in the afternoon. A lot of fun. Got to see 12 different teams last night. Got to see a couple teams. Uh, D1 tipping off. Uh, At least four games were played last night. Some games were supposed to be played. They got moved. I know Nashua North and And Nashua South. Yeah, North was supposed to play Merrimack. South was supposed to play Memorial. They moved those games. I don't know why. I can tell
0: you why. Why? Because I spoke to those guys because basically they had another snow day I think Monday or something like that. Yeah, Monday
2: was a snow day. And I think
0: Steve Lane called Timmy Goodrich and was like, come on. And Tim was like, so happy. He's like, yeah, this is ridiculous. You know, I I, I touched upon it in the preview, my 7,000 word preview, is is that, you know, these guys had like Six practices and two scrimmages to get ready. I don't know why Division One only has two weeks to get ready. You need three weeks. I mean, it's ridiculous. So they're not ready. Central wasn't ready to play last night. You know what I mean? And that's nobody's fault. Not the kids, not Dave Keefe's, not anybody. So let but. me ask
2: you this, though. If some teams decided to move their games, why didn't the four games that were played last night, did they have discussions? I don't know. You know,
0: But if you mutually agree to it, it's because of the snow. It was because of weather. They lost two practices. If if you remember, opening night, uh, which is in Division One, you have to have three days of mandatory tryouts. So you can't get into running your stuff and press breakers and all that stuff. You've got to have tryouts. Well, their first night of tryouts was a Monday night, and it, and it snowed that day. Oh, so they never had. So, they, so a lot of them didn't even have practice. So that means they didn't end tryouts till Thursday. So you sit there and you watch Bedford lose to Kirisage and the Jamboree. Kirasage is legit. I you know really designed this jamboree to show people showcase these smaller teams around the state and and I think we 've done a good job of that Bedford would handle Kiarage in ten days, yes easily I think so of course they would, but they only had like four practices, you know or no excuse me, they had three practices you know, and they get that, and you know that 's fine i mean it 's a good test for them and so forth and so on, but anyway, they should have another week at least to to, to be ready, and i don 't understand because, as you know, Pete. Football ends essentially, the date you can look at is Halloween. And then they don't start practicing until December 6th. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Five weeks.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. That is a long time. It's opening night. I'm already ranting. All right. Rant away, my friend. We'll take a timeout. Wait, Top hold of on. the hour. J. Dara, Moltenboro, 51. Canaan, Pittsburgh, 51. 71 51. 71 51, Moltenboro? You better write that stuff down because. <laughs> I'm not going to remember. I feel like the first hour is now complete. All right. The second hour of the show is coming up. We'll have Mike Susi from Hollis Brookline. His team gets off on the right foot last night in Division II. They beat a pretty good Cole Brown team, and they beat them handily. We'll talk to Coach Susi and Justin McIsaac, another Beals Insurance scoreboard on the other side of this top of the hour. It's the New Hampshire High School Hoop Show. Pete Terrier, Dave Haley, ESPN New Hampshire, NHsportspage.com.